104.7's Ryan and Tanya. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. They're just like you, only much weirder. Malaganas Edwards Johnson. For proper compensation, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. Right now, though, 131060, there's a baby in a pub, and I want to know if you think it was cool or cruel, because it was a loud pub, bit of a Sunday session, and this baby, I'm terrible. Babies could be one week or 15 years old. They all look the same, same to me. I'm terrible with uh, babies. My girlfriend, Bridget, reckons just a couple of months old, and at first she thought it was cool because she's like, look, Ryan, even when you're a dad, you can still go hang out with the boys, so you don't need to be scared about having kids. You can still do whatever you Come want. Come on, let's do it. Yeah, she's, and literally, I'm like, well, first of all, we're out. Um, (laughs) Pump the brakes, Jeff. Pump the brakes. We'll talk about this later. Um, But then once we get in the pub, Bridget sort of changed her mind because it was really loud and a bit rowdy. And she goes, oh, I know I was sort of a bit, hey, look at Dad still living his life, but this is a bit, I feel a bit bad for the kid now. Yeah, she thought it was a bit cruel towards the end. Yeah, because it was mega, like... Real loud. When you're talking to someone and... Remember when we said this? Who? No, I think he's over there. And you guys are next to each other and talking at that volume. And no one knows what's going on. So, cool or cruel, uh, in Yas, Debbie, what do you think? Hi, I actually think it's pretty cool that Dad's taken some initiative and taken Bub out. Even if he's hanging with the blokes, he's obviously potentially giving Mum a break. I was going to say, giving Mum some alone time. great point. She can have a Sunday afternoon bath. I think it's so hard for you and I, Ryan, and and Deb, like, we're not parents. So we've, you know, our reference points are are difficult. We we don't know what it's like. We don't understand. Yeah, I'm I'm a mum of three and one on the way, and I think having noise and teaching your child to sleep through noise, whether it's background noise, music noise, whatever noise, is a really good thing because if you're going to teach your child to only sleep, when it's absolutely dead silent, yeah. you are making a rod for your own back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really good point. What about, like, that's a good good point, Deb, but what about when the, you know, the three-year-old starts getting out of the cot and going, oh, can you just put $5 on number six for me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't take my three-year-old, to be honest. Right. <laughs> but as, as a bub in a pram that's probably going to sleep through anyway, or at least you hope so, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't see an issue. Yeah. At all. Um, as I said, Dad's probably gone out for a few beers with the boys and probably given Mum a bit of a break mm. because she probably needs it. If, if Bob is so little and <laughs> she's probably stressed, she probably needs a couple yeah. of hours. Yep. This is such so a good point. Just I'm all for it. The caveat, the dude has to be sober. Yeah, you're right. Like, I reckon he can have two beers, but, like, he's got to be able to drive. If I think if you've got a home. baby, you've got to be able to drive. Hey, just because I can't drive anymore doesn't mean I can't be a dad. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Uh, Tim, what do you think? Cool or cruel? Uh, cool. I'm all for it. You're all for it. Um, how, do you think, like, does the baby have to be one or two or any age? It's fine as long as they're having some, some baby dad time. Uh, I've got a seven-month-old seven, month, seven month old at the moment and we've taken her down to the pub plenty of times, but as she's starting to get a bit older, it's a bit harder. She wants to, you know, walk around yeah. a bit more and do a few more things, so we don't go down there as much. But when she was little, she wasn't walking and, yeah, everyone would hold her. It wouldn't be such a problem. Oh, so it's actually better when they're younger, be, like it's sort yeah, of that they, in-between bit that gets less. a bit tricky. Yeah, because they're not trying to run around everywhere or, you know, yeah, p- get away from you and do everything. They just... <laughs> Yeah. Sort of want to be held and loved. 
They yeah. run so fast and put their hands in everything well, in their mouth. The weirdest thing, because obviously when you're at, in your own home, you don't have like in the men's room like the the pee tray. You know when you stand <laughs> at the thing, the urinal, yeah, the urinal, <laughs> the or, pee tray. What's well, a tray where you pee into the tray or <laughs> whatever it's called? Call it that? You do not. I don't even know what I call it. A, a, a pee tray. Are you right? But you know my little nephew bros, <laughs> yeah, um, Ruben and Luca. So they're twins. about eighteen months old, the little twins, and uh, they like to walk around. And when they go to the urinal, <laughs> it looks like a foggy mirror. Of and, course, because it's like a bit shiny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And because you're not used to it, you don't see it in your own house. They sort of walk up and go, what's this thing? And they've got their hands out. They're like, oh, there's like water on the shiny mirror. Oh, and you're like, no, boys. Get your hands away from there. Hands away God's from the pee tray, boys. <laughs> Thank you. Kit 104.7. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Obviously, the last 24 hours have been pretty sad. We learned yesterday that an explosion went off in Manchester at an Ariana Grande concert. And we now know that 22 people have lost their lives, making it the, the most destructive terrorism act in the UK ever, mm. uh, which is, I don't know, it's just really weird to think. It's almost inconceivable. Yeah, and super sad. Like, How did he get through? How did he get through? Um, why a place where, you know, when I see parents taking kids to a concert, you think they're like the memories kids will have forever. I remember when I went to a concert yeah. with my grandpa when I was young, and they're the things you're going to remember forever, and it's families, and it's nice, and it's a really safe place to have a nice night out. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just super sad that yeah. That, uh, I'm, sc- I'm scared. I'm going to swear because yeah. you know you want to talk about this guy mm. who's done this act, and the only words that come to my head that head are swear words because I'm furious. Mm. It's just N- it, it, enraging, isn't it? Yeah. Now a lot of young kids will know Ariana Grande not just because we play her songs here on the radio, but she's on a lot of like Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon and Disney Channel and that sort of stuff, and a lot of kids shows. And so I guess there might be a lot of kids who have questions, and parents and teachers and aunties and uncles and might not know how to answer that. So at the moment uh, on the line we've got a, duck, a doctor. Dr. Justin Coulson, who's one of Australia's leading parenting experts to help us out. Thanks for joining us this morning, Justin. Pleasure, Ryan. Now, is this one of the trickier things for parents trying to explain bad news, essentially? It is, and it's tricky for a couple of reasons. First of all, children are not normally interested in the news. I mean, once kids get to adolescence, sometimes they're interested, but it's pretty unusual to have a seven or an eight-year-old asking, you know, what's going on in the news? I just, I've got to tune in. Uh, when something like this happens with, uh, you know, a, a cult figure, Ariana Grande, not just a cult figure, a, a massive pop figure, um, someone that they have an interest in, uh, all of a sudden the news becomes highly relevant, highly salient. They want to know what's going on. And so in this case, it does get tricky because we want our children to believe that the world is a safe place, that it's predictable, that it's secure. After all, it's those beliefs that allow them to go out and explore the world for themselves, even as little kids, you know, go out in the playground or go down to the local park or Mm. um, go and see a concert. Um, When something like this happens, it can shatter their belief in a in a safe, predictable, secure world. So normally I'd say, just turn off the news, don't let them hear it, don't let them see it, you'll be fine. But they're going to go to school today, they're going to hear it uh, because their friends will be talking about it. This is the kind of thing that has an impact in their lives. Yeah, will this be something that, like, um, a lot of people who aren't old enough to maybe know better will just go, oh, concerts, that's where the bad thing happens. Will there be a lot of people thinking, oh, well, I can't go to concerts now because they associate concerts with what's happened in Manchester? There is a risk that there will be some increased anxiety when it comes to doing anything that could be at a public event like a concert. I mean, most kids probably won't, but 
but you think about it, if you're going to a concert in the next couple of months, I, even as adults, there's going to be an elevated yeah, level definitely. of anxiety. And, you know, the likelihood of it happening here is almost zero. Um, I don't think it's really ever happened before. That's why it's newsworthy. These are the things that we talk to our kids about, and these are also the things we say to ourselves. What is but the best the way to talk to is, kids about it, Justin? Sorry. The best way is, is this. Number one, ask them how they're feeling about it. And then just let them sort of sit with those feelings. Yeah, you know, it does make us nervous. It does make us feel horrible. It is awful. Uh, number two, then we want to help them to notice what else has been going on in the background when something like this happens. So when we look at these scenes, we'll see a lot of people running around. But then we'll also see and hear stories of people who have come to the rescue, people who have come to help. And what we want to help them to do is see that while there are some horrible people out there, most of the time, most of the people just want to do the right thing and they just want to help. Well, apparently the, the people of Manchester have actually been incredible through mm. this, so that is a good point to show the, the good side, I, well, if there is a good side in this case, yeah. Yeah, hard to find a, a good side to it, but certainly we can find people being good in the middle of something bad, and, and that's really where we want to focus. That's what builds that belief in a safe, secure, predictable world, uh, and that's what helps our kids to grow up to be resilient and, and feel safe even when the world sometimes isn't. Yep. Do we need to be careful what we say or if kids are nearby, if teachers are chatting with other teachers and kids are in the area, is they going to overhear things they don't need to overhear or do we need to be, or is that not a bigger deal? Yeah, Ryan, I think that in this situation, it's always best to minimise unpleasant messages. You know, these sorts of things can produce anxiety. Uh, most kids are not going to be affected. Most kids are going to say, oh, that's awful and they'll get on with their lives. But, but there will be some children who could be affected and we want to be sensitive to that and help them to get through it um, with as little reference to it and as little interruption as we can. Yeah, all right. Well, Dr. Justin Coulson, one of Australia's leading parenting experts, thank you so much for joining us this morning, mate. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Tanya. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Right now, 13.1060, what are you strangely attracted to? What turns you on that shouldn't turn you on? I know that when I saw this, I, I don't like the prissy, fake, dumb girls, and uh, this one girl challenged this really tough guy to a sculling contest and just sounds smashed, like something out of a movie by the way yeah and just dominated this beer and like showed him up and I, I kind of like a girl that can be like one of the boys yeah. and when I saw that I was just like oh, why is this turning me on yeah, but, but I'm also- ready to roll <laughs> was that Bridget by the way no, no. But, but she definitely can drink more than I can. Just yeah. to put that on the record. Yeah, she can. Yeah. Uh, and you also like the fact that this chick... Also smashed a kebab yeah, in three bites. kebab. I like dirty fingernails on a dude. Don't is it, know. Some, is it I think ju- it's because a lot of my friends, like male friends, um, you know, are designers and actors and stuff. And I think it's something about... A manly mass guy that's come off the work site. Yeah. You like a bit of high-vis? Yes. Oh. I love a tradie. Yeah, no. But I don't think that's weird. I think that that's normal. Tradies are hot. They are, wow. And good, like a good leg on a man as well. well don't, when you say a good leg, what you can't see is in the studio here, Tanya's just done like a leg kick as if she's auditioning for Kinky Boots. <laughs> uh, and there's a difference between a good strong mass... Good on you mass- for knowing a good musical. Thank you no, so I said, much. No, I actually said Kinky Boots. No, Kinky's a great musical. So I've heard... you got good legs, but I'm not attracted to obviously, your Obviously. I mean... I like a tanned sort of tradie leg, not a... I've been inside for 14 hours, leg. <laughs> not I work behind the desk, leg. <laughs> hey, in 2006, Dolly Magazine said my, I had the best calves in Australia. Oh, really? They, they did. I know. You've told me 15 times. You've shown me the magazine. You're welcome. <laughs> Amy, what are you strangely attracted to? Uh, it's embarrassing, but I love hairy men. 
Yes. Nice to meet you, Amy. Yeah. Do you like a hairy man with a nice calf? So, Amy, is it weird when, you, I don't know, like you meet a guy in a bar, you're kind of looking at the top of their shirt to see if there's a few tufts coming from the chair? Like, how do you size them up and know if they've got enough hair for you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a bit of that, but yeah, beard as well. Love a beard. And <laughs> she's not hitting on you, mate. You're so arrogant. I mean, she's pretty much describing me. What else are you into, Amy? Let's see if we can't tick a few more boxes. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually married, but my husband has learnt that if we're out and I see a man with a beard, I generally go up and start touching. The, the, the beard. What? And <laughs> I can't help it. I, I just, I'm oh drawn to them and he just rolled his eyes and walked away. That's hilarious. Does your husband have a beard? <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, not, thank not, but if it's a better beard, if it's a more majestic, yeah. <laughs> uh, you just, I, I'm drawn to them. And you just go, sorry, hubby, one sec, hello, and just touch someone else's beard. <laughs> yes, I have. You're Amy, a legend. thank you for being one of the great you calls. You are great. <laughs> this show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, let's go to Jerobombra. We've got Caddy there, Cat. Hi, morning. 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 What are you strangely attracted to? Um, man bun. You man know, buns. I like it's a man bun. That's hot. Really? Yeah, uh, you were talking yeah. about this last year. You don't, you don't rate it, right? Well, I think, I think it was like a fad, and it, it's almost out. Unless you're a barista or some kind of <laughs> jazz saxophonist. <laughs> um, uh, what if what? So you see the, the the man bun and sort of get a bit get a bit flushed, cat. I do. Yes, originally when they came out, all I wanted to do was cut them off. But um, saw one guy who made it look really, really good. And was that guy on the um, internet? Was that the guy with? You know, with the long hair, and he put the the bun up in slow mo. Have you seen that on the on the? On I have. <laughs> was that what got you across the line? Ah uh, no, I was at a bar and saw a guy and went well, from there. Well, maybe you just oh, like wow. him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kat, what about the the concept that you might be with someone who spends more time on their hair than you do, or might have better hair than you do? Would that make you feel a bit bit weird? A little bit, yeah. Um. Especially if we're going to be sharing hair products and that kind of stuff. But Can I borrow the brush, babe? Sorry, I'm not done yet. <laughs> That's just... People would be in those types of relationships for sure. Yeah, all right. We've got another cat on the line. You know, more men get eyebrow waxed. Um, I th- if- <laughs> Than like than you would believe. I thought you were gonna say than women. I was like, that's no, 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 not the women. It's like three hundred a day mm-hmm. in Melbourne at the Benefit Brow Bar or something ridiculous. Like really, that. that's a lot. A br- that is three hundred a, a day. Far out. Um, we have another cat on the line. Cat, what are you into? I know this is gonna sound really weird. It's not an item of clothing, but it's the way that they drive a car. I feel that. What do you mean? What, like, how do they drive it? Like, like one of the like massive. Like, turn for me is like when a guy can reverse park with one hand. Oh, I totally get this, cat. Yes. And do you like it when they can drive a manual as well for some reason? Yes. Yes. No, no auto guys for me, just manual boys. And they have to, like, just hold it with two hands and be really masculine. Is it the way they yes. drive? <laughs> this sounds like a saying. Is it what they drive or the way they drive it, cat? <laughs> Like, are you, because like, you hear, like, got fully sick guys in their Commodore, but I've never met a girl that's actually even been impressed by the big flashy rims and gone, oh, look at this legend, better go home with him. It's not the car, is it, Kat? No, it's not the car. I think it's the way that they drive it. It's got to be the way, you, but don't be a hoon and 
Gear skids and stuff because I'm not into that. It's just the way that they drive it. Yeah, I, right. I totally understand that. I reckon there's girls in their car going, yes, yeah. yes. It's yeah. weird. Well, ladies, just want to let you know, can't drive a manual. Yeah. 30, 29 year old guy. Yeah. It's so weird that you can't drive a manual. Well, don't judge me. Um, producer Maddie, <laughs> white trash me. Maddie Heat producer <laughs> That's in the not a name, Stop calling yep. him um, white trash. Well, Tanya, before you stand by this, I'm going to tell you something that happened with Matt and I the other day, mm. and then you decide whether this guy's white trash or not. Do you remember this what I'm talking is about? a lie. Is it true that we saw we met a girl the other day and we both left this place at the same time and she got into her car and her her Ford Focus had a fully sick body kit and a racing stripe down and it, mad rims and mad rims and a huge exhaust and she revved it out of the car park and you just went Oh, geez, how about that? <laughs> Did you not say that? Uh, but she was already cute, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's white trash. <laughs> Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Kit 104.7. Oh, my God, I'm so old now. And I know this for uh, various reasons. The main one is that I'm tired all the time. I don't like wearing heels anymore, and I have to Google things that my yep. friends text me. I've got this new friend, and Kat um, from the newsroom and producer Maddie are in here as well. Um, I've got this new friend who's 20, and I'm 31. Oh! Yeah, and he's a real, like, legend. He's really funny, mm-hmm. and I love him. But... He texts me things that I don't understand. <laughs> so I'm Googling what he's texting me because they're little acronyms like text speak. Right. I've got no idea. But I've learned so much from being friends with a 20-year-old. Mm. So I thought I'd be interested to know how you guys go with some acronyms or text speech. So okay. names as buzzers. I'm going to throw out the acronym. You've got to tell me what those letters stand for. Who do you reckon is going to win this? I would say Kat. Say I'm Kat. the resident millennial, so... Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Excuse Matt, me? Matt, you don't even have Instagram. I know. No, no, no. Right. I don't know why you're... I'll keep it that way. I don't know why you're getting all fired up. That's definitely yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? You're barely on Facebook. Okay, here we go. Acronyms. Names as buzzers. YOLO. Cat. Yeah. This <laughs> one's an easy one. You only live once. Okay. God, that was too easy. BTW. Ryan. Yep. By the way. Yep. IDK. Ryan. Yep. I don't know. Yes. Oh, all right. IRL. Are, it's on. Um, cat. Yes. In real life. Yes. Oh, I didn't even hear you say it. Ha ha. <laughs> Maddie. Uh, oh, no, I, I, I've known the first one. Wait, Maddie, can you just test your buzzer? <laughs> Matt. Okay. It's working. It's, working. it's, working. it's, working. it's definitely working. <laughs> okay. Uh, w. Ryan. What the. Can I say the F word? Well, that's not the one I was going to say. Well, uh-huh. that's why I'm answering. Oh, cat. Yes. Um, what are you doing? Oh, it's W2H. What the hell? Matt, what the oh. hell, bam. Maddie! Because you can see the answer sheet. That one goes to you. Um, TBH? Matt. Right. Matt. To be honest. Yes, oh. Maddie. Oh. Maddie gets the some runs sheet. on the board. Good. Okay, it's, it's even so far. Two to Cat, two to Ryan, two to Maddie. H-R-U. How are you? Yeah. What? I think you can actually see the sheet. I'm oh, gonna... my God. <laughs> this is the comeback king. <laughs> Maddie's winning. S. M H. Cat, 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 cat. Yes, shaking my head. Are you yes, kidding? I, think I, got in I would have thought that was a Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're so old. Oh, you're so academic. Okay, last one for the win. Because you're all. Oh no, well, um. Ryan. <laughs> Let's see how we go. This one's a hard one. You might want to write it down. O F O T D. Ryan. Oh, who got in? Who got in first? It's definitely Ryan. Yeah? Take oh, my no. effing God. No, you're no, out, outfit of the day. Kat, you tie with Maddie. Okay, all right, I've got a tiebreaker. How oh, do you? Because I don't actually know. <laughs> Maddie. H-M-U. Hard. H. I don't know. How much. How many. M- you on makeup. H-M-U. I've makeup got- artist. Yeah. Hard makeup artist. <laughs> Hair and makeup artist. Is yeah, it I think me? Artist starts with a You know if you're in a tie break, you can't ask a question. Yeah, no, but I don't know the answer, so you win. How many 
Because it's always in memes. It's always in memes. HMU, blah, blah, blah. Has a time. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Right now, though, and our our thoughts all morning with the people of Manchester, it's it's super sad. The Ariana Grande concert that was happening this time yesterday, there was an explosion. And so when it happened, people were like, oh, maybe a speaker's blown or something like Mm -hmm. that. But uh, we find out now that, you know, is an act of terror and 22 people have lost their lives, which is for a concert where... I, I just saw this picture of, of a dad taking his two little daughters uh-huh. and I just thought, oh, this is the nice family thing. Well, she was on Nickelodeon for years. People yeah. have, have followed this woman's career and, and she's still a, a very wholesome act. You know, there would have been so many families there. Yeah, it's super sad. Um, Hugh Whitfeld is the Bureau Chief of Europe for Channel 7 and he's in Manchester at the moment. What is it like there in Manchester? So we've just been at a vigil here in Albert Square. It's uh, the big square outside the main city hall here in Manchester, and it was packed, at least 10,000. I reckon tens of thousands of people came into the city centre tonight, a real show of unity and defiance in the face of what happened here nearly 24 hours ago now. Uh, there were big uh, rounds of applause for the emergency services. Uh, it was quite amazing. You could hear the applause echoing down the streets uh, in this city that lead to the square. Uh, it, it was quite quite incredible to be here. And the people I spoke to said they wanted to be here for a couple of reasons. Some of them wanted to be here to remember those who died. Others wanted to be here because their friends had been caught up in the concert and they wanted to show to them that they cared about what had happened to them. Uh, even though they had walked out with no physical injuries, a lot of these people are suffering real mental trauma Uh, and and people are still surprised that it's happened here in Manchester. Mm. One girl said to me I never dreamt that there would be a hashtag for Manchester, which is a really 21st century response, but (laughs) obviously we've seen hashtags for Berlin and Munich and Nice and Paris, but she never dreamt it would be for Manchester. Mm, it's really close to home. And we, we're reading that it's one of the worst uh, attacks in the UK history. 22 people is just extraordinary. It's awful. Um, do we know who's responsible yet, Hugh? Well, uh, Islamic State has claimed responsibility, whether or not they, or, or to what degree they really were involved. Mm. Uh, police have named the uh, the attacker as Salman Abadi, a 22-year-old Manchester-born man. He's the son of Libyan refugees. Uh, police have also arrested a 23-year-old man in the southern suburbs of Manchester today. They've executed a number of search warrants, including a massive police presence uh, at Abadi's house. Uh, they conducted a controlled explosion to get into his apartment and, mm. and raid it. Uh, they're trying to work out just what was the story. Was he acting alone? Was he in communication with other like-minded individuals? Was he in communication with terrorist leaders in places like Iraq and Syria? Obviously, we've seen attacks in the past where uh, people have been inspired by their Sikh ideology, but not necessarily actually instructed by them. They're going to have to look at the bomb that was used, how uh, how uh, extravagant was it, how, how hard would it have been to build, would he have needed help, instructions, advice from outside. They're going to have to go through his social media accounts, his online activity, who has he been talking to on the phone, uh, at the mosque, who has he been WhatsApping. Uh, there's a massive investigation to come. Yeah, it's weird. The fact that they're speaking to and have arrested someone else mm. is quite intriguing because, yeah, usually these people are sort of alone, so that would suggest that he's sort of talking with some others, which is concerning, <laughs> I guess. Well, 
from looking at previous investigations from things like this, often they arrest people that they want to talk to, yeah. that they don't want to get too far away from them. Okay. So this man hasn't been charged with anything. He may have just been arrested so that he can be interviewed uh, as, an, as, a, as an acquaintance of this individual. We don't know yet, but uh, it, the, the, the issue for police here is that they have been so effective at stopping so many attacks in this country in recent years. That's where all the police... Uh, expertise has been. Uh, now they have to shift focus to a really large-scale investigation uh, for an attack that has killed so many people. Yeah. Now Ariana Grande, I believe, was believed to be or supposed to be performing in London on Thursday. Uh, do we know if that's still going to happen? And then I guess from Ariana's point of view, whether she wants to do it. But then I don't know if I had tickets to that concert, I'd be a bit nervous now. Like I mm. probably wouldn't want to go as a as a spectator. Do we, do we know the latest on that? Yeah, so she was going to play two dates uh, in London at the O2 Arena, the, the old Millennium Dome there, uh, and then head on to the continent, to Belgium and other dates in Europe. Uh, that is now not happening. Her tour has been called off. She is said to be hysterical still. Uh, she was not physically harmed uh, in the attack, uh, but uh, she's mortified. And as you can imagine, her oh, yeah. name is now associated with such a deadly attack that will be forever a stain on this city and on Britain. Uh, it's it's going to be really hard for her. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super tough. Um, I, I, know, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, you... Don't worry about her. She's fine. She's a famous pop singer and, you know, think about She's the engine stuff. But, yeah, being. I just, I don't know. I feel really terrible for her. Like, that's, um, you know. You and you invite someone to a safe space like yeah. that. You just never would have saw yeah. or thought this would have ever happened. Yeah, it's super sad. Well, Hugh Wetfeld, uh, the Seven News Europe Bureau Chief, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it, mate. Good on you guys, Chief. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Ryan and Tanya's devilish fantasies. <laughs> Hit 104.7. Tanya, give us your best evil laugh. <laughs> I reckon I'm better at doing like a, a witch. Gone. <laughs> yeah, no, you're pretty good at being a witch. Yeah. Um, the devilish fantasies are things you've always wanted to do, but you probably will never get the chance to. Yesterday we had a smashed wedding cake. Uh, the yes. day before we had a, a supermarket display that was all stacked up nicely, just absolutely smashed to smithereens. And Tan, you got to head out and uh, and take care of another one. Yes, yeah, so yesterday Cassie, her devil's fantasy, friend of Shay, was to smash a TV with a baseball bat. I'm with Cassie. Cassie, what is your devilish fantasy? I've always wanted to smash up a TV. Yeah, girl, smash it. Yeah, now you can see in the video on our Facebook page. So, Tan, when she was done with the TV, she started smashing the TV stand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the reason I said you got a bit of rage in you and that tone is because she broke the bat she was hitting the TV with. So, the bat is broken in half and the TV is literally obliterated. Smashing the bat? Is it, she so she the smashed the bat on the TV to snap it or on the ground? Because she's, as you can see on the, yeah, the she's video, she's living. really going to town there. And she just resigned from a job about 10 minutes before she came 
Yeah, yeah, just Whoa. smash the TV. Yeah, right. So she, so she came. She's with, ready to go. Yeah, she's yeah, ready to yeah. go. And that's the best way to do it, I reckon. When you've got something in your head and you know you've not been treated right or whatever. Well, you see a lot Dang. of people come into the gym and they go, okay, just to get warmed up. And like, no, I'll be going over to the boxing bag. Just give me five minutes, and you can just see the little, the grit <laughs> and the yeah, and just to let it all out. So good on Cassie. You can check out that video on the Facebook page. We've got another couple, uh, one for tomorrow, one for Friday, and. It's going next level again. Yeah. I'm, mm. It's full on. <laughs> I'm both excited, but I think more than ever, especially one of them, and is I'm a little bit concerned for myself. Whereas the other yeah, ones, I'm too. like, I'm concerned for you, but this one I'm concerned, I'm concerned for, for yeah. or anyone mm. in the area. Hit 104.7.